T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Rack and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. Yes, indeed. I'm among the stupid. So, just because Mark Grody's not here, we're in the missing Mark Grody formation. Have I been saying foundation this whole time? Yes, you have. God, I suck. And the texters are cluing me in about this. Steve, A15. Steve, you keep saying foundation instead of formation. Now, when the 815, the home of the Wake and Bake Club, is telling me that I mispronounced, I'm using the wrong word, I know I'm screwed up. 224 asks, what sort of donation do you require for the missing Mark Grody Foundation? I think that's outstanding. Anything just helps support Dave the Cat is yeah. really what it is. Okay, so we have no Mark Grody, but that does not mean we don't have our near award-winning segment, What Mark Heard. And we've cobbled this together. It's sort of What Mark Heard and What Mark Read. And this, <laughs> this is What Mark Heard. As many of you know, Mark and... And Les Grobstein had a, a close, a, a very unique relationship. And Mark is now, when Les, after Les passed away, Mark did the first score overnight, and he has done overnights since, uh, usually about three a week. And Trash Panda here has done one of those shows. And so you, you know, yes, the, I have. Yes. You know the, the audio desolation, and you, you pray for phone calls, you hope for phone calls, you troll for phone calls. You want to enjoy these phone calls. And Mark got one of these calls around 4.30. Was it Tuesday, Wednesday? I, I don't know. Wednesday. What, Wednesday. Wednesday Technically morning. Wednesday, Wednesday morning. morning, yes. So here's what Mark heard. We don't need Devonta Adams. We don't need any Packers on the team. <laughs> hey, that's a good. In keeping up with the flow of Grobber overnight, you're right. Get, get that puke yellow you, and green you, out of here. And I do want to interject and say this this guy's fellow this fellow's name was Rick in Beverly. I want to make sure his name's out there. Just Rick, Rick, in, Rick Beverly. in Beverly. No, is that cornerback on the Chargers? Uh no. That's a free agent. Borat, my wife. Borat, my wife. They should sign Borat. <laughs> my wife. Yeah, I got you, Rick. I got you. My wife. I, okay, Rick. Okay. Anything else, Rick? Rick <laughs> my wife. <laughs> All right, Rick. All right, all right. That cut him off, dump him, dump him, Sean. I mean, 
That was fine. I mean, yeah, I thought maybe there'd be something beyond the Borat, my wife, but there wasn't. Wasn't uh, wasn't deeper than we thought, huh? Yeah, you gotta like if you're gonna call in with a bit, you gotta, you gotta have more than that. I get some new the, material. Yeah, I gave <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the fifty thousand watt format. I didn't hang up on you, and then you didn't have anything beyond that. So. I think that, that that right there is a loss for all of us, ladies and gentlemen. So, in other words, the next caller, you have a chance to be an absolute hero. But I am now being told that I need to take a break. I love that Grody called him out because I know this caller. This this is if it, any now, producer... Explain to the class how you know this caller. Well, I know the bit that this caller is doing and here this is this is what's really funny to me any any producer that has worked overnights with less which knows is every producer yes which is all of us <laughs> knows that this is one one thing that comes up inevitably is that you're going to get prank callers every now and then mm-hmm. and they're either going to drop swear words or they're going to do this borat thing now the problem is less will just immediately go away from it grody well, just keep egging you on. Mm-hmm. And I love that he did because this guy clearly had nothing else. Like, that's it. That's your bit. Okay, cool. That's, that's At 4.30 fun, man. in the morning, yeah. he had nothing else. Yeah, that's yeah. all you got? Okay. That, that bring it, yeah. <laughs> I, loved, I love that. I love that he called him out. Speaking of Grody egging people on, that is the fact that it's the Super Bowl and he's doing Les's shift and... He had a discussion with Les about the Super Bowl. I really think we need, as the as Grody, as uh, Mark Grody poked and prodded him, we have that that um, cut that stuff of him and Les talk about the Super Bowl, which and Les telling him to just dump it, cut it off. Oh, okay. Stop let, yeah, it. let me find it. All right. In the meantime, <clears throat> in <laughs> that's just so. In the meantime. There wasn't so much what Mark heard as what Mark read or what textures wrote. And here's the best thing about what Trash Panda found this morning. Now, understand, Trash Panda reset for everybody when Score Overnights really runs. So, Score Overnights runs from Sunday at midnight, so Sunday night, midnight into Monday. And we do it every night up until... The last one of the week is Thursday into Friday, so Friday morning. So, so not we yes, have not, yes, not not this morning, not for this instance. morning, not this morning. No, and in fact, I don't know. It was prior. I don't know when the last time we would have had live local programming local. on live. Saturday and Sunday overnight. It's it's been since before my time, but that doesn't matter to some scored texters, does it? No, it does not. Share with the class. So yes, I get in here at. When did I get here this morning? At 7.30 or so. And and understand, Mark Rohde had not been here. We had not had the score yes, overnight. Yes, keep in mind, there was not score maybe, overnight. Yeah, maybe since the Borat call. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm getting ready for early odds here with Joe Ostrowski. And I, I take a quick gander at the text line as my eyes just kind of go over there. And I notice that someone is on here ranting about score overnights. <laughs> and the text had come in at... It's eight hours ago now, so that would have been about four in the morning-ish. Mm-hmm. Four <laughs> Ish. in the morning. Or so. And so 
Again, keep in mind, Mark Grody was not on last night. So this texture, or the night before, or the night before. Huh? Right, well, no, he was on. He would have been on the night before. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't think he was on that Thursday. Okay, so what text was he? What did the text say? So the text goes like this: it's from the eight four seven, calling out not only not only Mark Grody, but our our boss Mitch Rosen. Stop giving Chicago an overnight lemon who neither understands the overnight audience nor comprehends how to respectfully talk to and interact with callers. You signed Les Grobstein. Good job. This that is the Lakers signing Shaq, but Grody sucks. What else do you have? <laughs> Understand you wrote that while listening to CBS Sports overnight. Not yes. Mark Grody. Yes. So I don't know if he was under the impression that was Grody he was listening to at four in the morning, because it wouldn't have been. I'm not I'm not entirely sure who CBS Sports Radio had on at four in the morning, but it was not Mark Grody. And so, first of all, many things with this text. Grody very much understands what score overnights is. And he takes, I know he takes every call that he can possibly get. All of us do that host that show because you are striving, like, you are trying your best to get every bit of content you can. Mm -hmm. And you don't turn away a phone call at four in the morning. No. And you're going to let, and Grody was talking about this in the afternoon show a couple days ago. He now understands, and I understand too, why Les let these callers go on for as long as they wanted. I had a six and a half minute call in my first overnight show. I've never had a caller, talk to a caller that long. And there was some question that was longer than you talked to Sweet Alice, your mom. But it you, wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, we have, so we have somebody. Do we know who? I was on the air on CBS Sports. Who I would have caller, to look up there. That would be yeah. an eight one five response. I would expect the eight one five to be waking and baking at at four. I don't know if they're just getting up or not. Even yeah, I going expect to, I expect better out of the eight four seven. Yeah, yeah. I would I would expect the eight one five would represent the wake and bake club far better. The eight one five gets its halftime show tomorrow with Snoop Dogg. And congratulations to the eight one five. I just think so. That was what Mark heard. <laughs> what Mark read, only Mark didn't read it, and Mark didn't know about it. So Mark is getting blamed for whoever the CBS overnight host was acting like he can't do Chicago. Was sports. it that, or was it like my other thought was? Did this guy think this CBS sports radio host was Grody, and or was this just a latent reaction, and the guy just doesn't like Grody? So this is something that he a thought that he's had before while oh, listening. Oh, so this is delayed yeah, release. And, and he decided that you know what? Last night, <laughs> this you know, you know what? Yeah. I gotta fire off this text. Yeah, now I'm gonna do it. Okay, that'll show him. That'll show him. All right. So, um, do you look forward? Do you spend time watching the Super Bowl commercials? Do you rate the commercials? Do you care about the commercials? Where I, are you? On I this? have felt. In the last several years, the commercials haven't been as good. But yes, I do. I do tend to watch the commercials, not intently, but I, I tend to spend more time sitting through the commercials during the Super Bowl than I would otherwise like for for regular games. A one five texture, by the way. Yes, we do wake and bake it for at least I do. Well, that's why good you're the eight one five. So, the most memorable commercials for you. Oh, let me see. I've talked my head here. He caught me off guard. I would say I, re- I always really enjoyed the 
Anheuser Busch ones. Oh, with the, the Budweiser the, ones, the Hallmark moments with the well, horses. Well, no, not even those the... ones. The funny Budweiser ones they used to do, like with the frogs. Oh my god! Awesome. Yeah, you know what I'm talking. I love those commercials. See, I, or, I you know my favorite all time Super Bowl commercial actually was a I think it was like a Bud Light commercial where they had oh there's two of these and there was one this was years ago it might have been during like the Patriots Rams Super Bowl where it was do you, do you remember the the battle robots show from way back when. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a commercial with those. Like one of these robots was this really badass one that had like all this stuff on it. And the other one was just a mini fridge on wheels and it comes out and it opens and there's like a Bud Light inside and the robot just like gets all hesitant and starts reaching for the Bud Light. And then this giant hammer comes out of the back of the fridge and smashes the, the, the other robot. I loved that. That's, that's maybe my favorite one. I would think that's generational. I don't, I do not remember that. I don't think I would have, I would have remembered it had I seen that. I'm not sure that I did. See, I, my, the, the name that always pops to mind with Super Bowl commercials, seeing the Apple one is always that that's, but that wasn't what they, with Super Bowl commercials became to me. Terry Tate, office linebacker. That was that was a good one. Right. And so it's going to be reprised in a way this year with, with Gerard Mayo doing a Hellman's mayonnaise spot. Good. And, and you know what he does is he destroys Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's in this commercial with Gerard Mayo, and Pete Davidson says... I've got a pretty hittable face. I love that. That's I hilarious. Hope, I hope Kanye is watching because I'll bet Kanye thinks the same thing. All right. Oh, by the way, speaking of Mayo in the news, we're del- we're late for this. We're late for a break. We got Evan Altman coming up. But there was that Duke's Mayo Bowl, right? And they poured mayo on the, the coach, right? Bobby Wagner of the Seattle Seahawks was commenting on it for some reason a couple months ago and said, I hate mayo. I hate it. It's awful. He was ripping mayonnaise. And so blasphemous. The people from Duke's mayonnaise retweeted what he said. When they quoted the retweet, they put in the NFC West standings with Seattle in last place. That's amazing. (laughs) Yes. That is your mayo in the news. All right. We'll talk about the Cubs. They involving watching things. They want you to pay more money. We think we'll see where this stands. I'm Steve Rosenblum. He's Trash Panda. We are in the Mark, the Missing Mark Grody formation. But we should start a Missing Mark Grody foundation because people would pay money to bring him back, right? And find out who stole the Provasic from Wiener Circle. This is Saturday Suckage. Like, you figure that out, right? Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. If I hadn't um, given consideration uh, to what it would mean to miss games, I wouldn't be doing my job. Obviously, I pay attention to that. I, I, I see missing games as a disastrous outcome for, the, for this industry, and we're committed to making an agreement in an effort to avoid that. That is Major League Baseball's pool boy, Rob Manfred, lying to everybody. Man hates baseball. He's in charge of baseball. Well, he's in charge of baseball when the owners tell their pool boy what they want. So I don't, till there's an agreement, I don't believe a thing he's saying. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, and we're in the missing Mark Grody formation. I said it right that time. Not foundation, yes. Not foundation. But I really do think that we should start the Missing Mark Grody Foundation. We should take donations, and the donations could be like a blunt or a fatty or something like that, and we could get Mark back. We could rescue him from Dave. I think Dave the Cat is holding him hostage. I think that's really what's going on. For now, we are. We're t- we brought up Rob Manfred Again, because Trash Panda played him because he's they're in charge of they he, they're they're insisting they're going to get an agreement. Really, I don't want to talk about that. I just think it's it's a, a load of crap. Tell me when you want to play baseball, and I don't think they. It's easy to talk when nobody's missed a paycheck. Number one rule in life: follow the money. Nobody's lost any money yet, so I think Rob Manfred's full of crap. The players are just whatever. One thing they allegedly agreed on, but again, it's not finalized is they've agreed on a universal DH. We'll see about that, but we will talk about that and we will talk about how you might or might not watch your Cubs if they play baseball this year. And we're going back to scores hotline presented by Circa resort and casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Welcome back to the show. Evan Altman of CubsInsider.com. Evan, thanks for joining us today. Not a problem. I thought you guys had forgotten about me. You no, know, with, uh, with baseball being in a deep freeze, so this is this is. It was nice to get the text uh, from Adam and uh, and be invited back on. Well, I always appreciate uh, the time. We want. We love talking with you, and you have to go go kick Rob Manfred in the shins and say stop being a liar and just make a deal. But one of the things you wrote curiously and passionately about this week was. What Sinclair might be doing against Major League Baseball's wishes, it might seem, in some convoluted way because it wants to stream and it's sort of the Bally's rally of wherever it's going to bring its, wherever it's going to bring what used to its RSNs. What is going on? The Cubs just are finding another way to ask for more money, twice as much money as I might pay for HBO on a monthly basis? 
Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. I mean, you know, we we saw the play. It was a you know a couple of years ago when when Sinclair made the bid for the former Fox Sports regional sports networks, which when when Disney acquired Fox, they had to spin this stuff off. And so Sinclair paid somewhere in the neighborhood of, of $10 billion for that. Uh, and then, you know, Sinclair is also a 50-50 partner with the Cubs on Marquee Sports Network. They're a minority partner on the Yankees Yes Network. And so they, in this play that they have, uh, and, and as people know, um, getting into a $10 billion purchase like that uh, with an industry where the bubble had to kind of already burst was a little bit uh, curious, but uh, they're bleeding money. They need to find a new stream of revenue. So they got with Bally. They, they branded those RSNs to Bally. And now what they're trying to do is combine their broadcast rights between the NHL, the NBA and major league baseball and put out a new streaming service, a separate direct, you know, it would be like Netflix or Hulu or, you know, you mentioned HBO Max and, and charge 18 bucks a month for it. So they're trying to bring these teams aboard and, and kind of do it without Major League Baseball, uh, not that they don't know about it, but without their approval, because they're just saying, we're going to go ahead and do it. We're going to pay these teams money to broadcast their games. And if MLB won't do it, we will. Uh, the Cubs are in conversations with that. So they, they could be part of it. Um, so for those folks who have, uh, who have cut the cord, uh, who don't want to pay for their cable bill, you know, to get marquee, they may be able to do it through this new streaming service uh, if it ever gets off the ground. I find myself to be, I guess, somewhat torn about this idea, Evan, because I fully believe that Major League Baseball does not give itself or does not make itself as accessible as it should be. However, it feels like you're also you, you're probably going to still be pricing people out on this because it's, it's something you still have to pay for. Which you do, you if you want to see Marquee, you have to pay for it somehow, whether it's through your cable or how, like if you want to pay for Hulu to to get Hulu Live, uh, whatever you have to pay somehow to get it. So it just why why is it so hard to watch baseball? And this is larger than just the Cubs conversation. Yeah, I mean the, the bigger problem. So if we if we take that from a, a again and, and kind of zoom out, you know, it's because Major League Baseball is. Uh, again, Rob Manfred and, and the rest of the, the league is trying to protect the revenues that they make from their broadcast partners, right? And a lot of that comes out of the playoff games, which for the most part aren't going to be affected uh, by these streaming rules anyway because those broadcasts, uh, the playoff broadcasts are primarily on either, you know, they could be on Fox for the World Series or you've got TBS, TNT, things like that that are on basic cable. Um, but, but a lot of this comes down to the regular season stuff. Major League Baseball blacks those out. They don't make it available to people who don't have the, uh, the cable package or who are not in the area because they say, you know, we, we want to protect these relationships we've got with our uh, partners locally, which is a little bit weird, again, in this day and age when everybody's got their phones and computers and that's how they can watch. But now what you've got is this new entity coming into play and they're looking for a new revenue stream. They want to pay these teams. The teams want money from them. And so that all makes sense. Uh, but I, I think there's just a, there's a lot of issues there because you have so many people and the Cubs and White Sox are both in the same position to where they're what's considered their local market, quote unquote, is, is pretty broad, right? I mean, you've got folks in Iowa, you've got folks across Indiana, throughout Illinois, parts of, of Wisconsin. And they're saying, well, I, I don't want, you know, I don't even have a cable provider where I can get marquee. I don't, I don't live in an area where I get uh, good enough bandwidth that I can, that I can get, these games and stream them. And so you have a lot of folks who are just out of it. 
And, uh, you know, they're not going to want to pay another 18 bucks a month on top of everything else. So they're not going to want to give up their cable just to get this $18 a month sports subscription to watch one team. Doesn't matter about all the other NBA teams that are out there. So, yeah, it's a really tough position. And, and baseball has not done a very good job of making its product accessible. So they've, they've pushed teams to take this other alternative. And fans are the ones left in the lurch at the end of the day. We're talking with Evan Altman, a Cubs insider here on The Score. Evan, are you taking a sleigh ride with sleigh bells ringing in the background as we do this interview? I am, yeah. You know, it's either that or it's a bunch of 7th and 8th graders trying to play basketball. But uh, I'd almost rather be on a sleigh ride at this point uh, based on how the game is going. So, we'll see. I have a question about my my diva lives out in Hollywood. And she is a... She has the misfortune of being a rabid Cubs fan, and she has the MLB at the at bat up, MLB app, the at bat, whatever they're calling it these days. So on her phone or wherever, whatever device she has, what would be the difference in that? Would that be available to her or not? If this Sinclair Marquis Cubs uh, conspiracy were to be hatched and brought to market. Yeah, that, and that's what I don't, I'm not entirely sure on because it's, you know, the thought would be, and that's the great thing about the MLB.tv uh, is that, you know, if you are outside the market, you can actually uh, get your team's games if that's what you want to watch, right? Unless, and here's the wonderful part, right? Uh, you got someone who lives in Los Angeles. They want to watch it for the Cubs. Uh, they cannot watch, uh, for instance, the Dodgers or the Angels. But if the Cubs are in Los Angeles playing the Angels, you can't watch the Cubs games because now it becomes a local broadcast. And there's a whole snafu with Sportsnet LA. That's what the Cubs were trying to avoid with Marquee. They didn't. Uh, so before I get too far afield, yeah, I mean, I, the, the point with this God. is supposed to be that it would be like Netflix or Hulu or anything. It doesn't matter where you are. You're just purchasing this streaming app, and then you'll have access to all the teams that are on that. Now, do the respective leagues – go along with that and say, and, and we've, we've heard that so far there are five major league teams that have gotten approval, but we're talking about relatively small ones, the Brewers, Tigers, some others that don't really move the needle. But if you start seeing the Cubs move to something like that, as I mentioned, with, because of Marquee and the Sinclair uh, tie there, but the Yankees with yes, if you see big market teams start to move over to a product that MLB is not getting money from, I think that's the point where you start seeing some people get a little bit upset about it. And, and Manfred's going to have something more to say because he is not very happy with Sinclair. He doesn't like that. There's been a fight. Uh, again, Major League Baseball was one of the bidders for those Fox Sports RSNs. They wanted to get in as a partner with, uh, with Sinclair when they did this. And Sinclair rebuffed them. So they beat him at the bid, and then they wouldn't let him buy in. So I think Major League Baseball has a has an axe to grind as well. So this this could get very very interesting if some flagship organizations start joining. And well, correct me if I'm wrong here, Evan, because I thought, and I might just be misunderstanding the nature of this, but didn't MLB hand the 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 ability for teams to control their streaming rights over to the teams? And that's why, for instance, like here at the Score, we can stream the Cubs games online now we up until last year we weren't able to do that so did can MLB do anything to stop teams from doing this I guess is my question or did they hand this over to them and now it's it's in their control yeah there is there is a a measure of control there certainly and I think the issue comes into how much revenue are these teams getting from the respective sources right if MLB is able to cut them off perhaps from some of the revenue sources I don't think they can flat out tell them 
no, you can't go do this. But I think there could be maybe some other ramifications that would come into play. Now, I'm not talking about revenue sharing in the greater terms of, of what's defined by the uh, collective bargaining agreement. But, you know, right now teams get money from MLB.TV subscriptions and that sort of thing. Um, you know, the issue is Sinclair raised about $600 million in order to put this thing out there. And they're using that money they generated to pay these teams for their rights. So then it's a matter of do these teams feel like I've got a better option going with this Sinclair deal? Do they think it's going to be viable and actually last? Or do they stick around with the rest of the league and stay with that package? So, again, that, that's where it comes into, you know, is there going to be some infighting on these broadcast rights? How much is going to be offered? Are teams going to make more money? What happens if they go with Sinclair and the thing goes belly up? Do they face retribution at that point? So I think there's a, a lot of decisions that are going to have to be made by these, uh, by these teams as they determine how they want to put out those broadcast rights, who are they going to stream through, and uh, for how long are they going to do it. So there, there's a lot still in play. It just seems like an awful lot of arrogance on to, to be discussing this, to have this come out when you've locked out the players and you've, you've, the owners have done this. And the owners are doing this at a time when there's no games. And by the way, we want you to pay a ridiculous amount of money. I don't think, I think it's arrogant to think their product is worth more than whatever you might pay HBO for HBO max or whatever Netflix is where there's far more entertainment value than you get from Cubs baseball most recently and, or, or any team for that matter. But I think, Baseball owners have traditionally found themselves to be at odds with sanity at times, and I think they are now. However, if we can talk some baseball, Evan, when there is baseball, it would appear that pitchers will not bat. And I was I was heartened. I, I smirked and laughed out loud. I did not smirk. Jim Deshays tweeted after Rob Manfred said they were – they had agreed to a universal DH. Quote, to the extent that I contributed to the demise of pitchers batting, I offer a heartfelt apology. Now, it should be noted that Jim Deshays slashed, slashed, I say, 088-141-088, and he finished his stellar offensive career with an OPS plus of a sparkling minus 33. So we appreciate Jim Deshays. What does that do for the Cubs? Does it suddenly make Kyle Schwarber a lot more attractive? Does it does it change Where, wherever you saw their calculus with the way they moved at the end of last year and then actually made some free agent moves and who knows what Carlos Correa might or might not do after Marcus Stroman? What does does this change anything in your mind and how? Um. You know, I, I think it, it definitely does change the calculus a little bit, not just for the Cubs, but really for the National League in general. Um, although I, I think I think Schwarber is, is certainly a pipe dream, and, and not because of how much money he wants. I, I don't I don't know that Kyle Schwarber is real amenable to to returning. I don't think he's real happy with the way things ended, um, uh, and and how unceremoniously he was just kind of let go. So I, I don't see him returning at all. However, you know, we have heard uh, your own Bruce Levine there was was talking about maybe an offer for Anthony Rizzo. I know a lot of people initially thought, well, gosh, why would you do that? You know, Frank Schwindel's kind of coming to his own and uh, certainly much cheaper than, than Rizzo as well. But the idea of having a designated hitter, now all of a sudden you've got, because what's the big knock on Rizzo? It's been his back. Well, if you can take a guy like that, rest him more frequently than usual, and you've got a righty-lefty between Schwindel and, uh, and Rizzo, and then the fact that that Cubs lineup has a real lack of left-handed punch, 
it allows you to kind of go out and be a little bit more targeted in terms of who you're picking up. And, uh, and it can allow some of those players to extend their careers a bit more. You know, they've got some young guys coming up who are really exceptional hitters who, you know, maybe they don't have a position quite yet. Uh, you're trying to bring someone on a little bit more slowly uh, for a team that's got such a strong farm system. It allows them to kind of spread that around a little bit. So I, I think, again, uh, it's really being targeted and saying, boy, we need left-handed power. We don't really have a spot for this guy in the field. But, hey, guess what? Now that DH is open. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that helps them uh, as far as this little rebuild, retool, whatever you want to call it, to maybe accelerate that a little bit should they choose to do it. But uh, they still need a lot more firepower than that. So I, I, I don't know that they need more than one superstar, but I think getting a, another superstar in there, whether that be Correa or someone, is a necessity at this point. They just do not have enough power in that lineup and, and enough personality either. I think they need somebody who can really be the face of that team that they're lacking after all those trades. Okay, so you bring up the face of the team. What did you make of the rumblings that the Cubs could bring back Anthony Rizzo this next season? Because, And here's my main beef with if they were to bring him back. They did something like this last year. and It would feel similar to me as when they brought back Jake Arrieta last year. It felt like just a fan. Oh, here, here's a fan guy. The fans love him, so we're going to bring him back, and the fans are going to be happy about it. And I, I think that Anthony Rizzo would make a better impact than Jake Arrieta, who was just washed at that point. But what did you make of that, and would it mean anything to the Cubs or Cubs fans? Like, How do you think they would react to that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, it's it's mixed. And, and as you said, I think there there are some concerns, you know, these last couple of years for Rizzo. Uh, 2020, you kind of take with a grain of salt, but but still, you know, the numbers have not quite been there. Um, you know, we're not seeing that same consistent production. However, you know, as I mentioned, with that DH spot in there, with maybe the ability to, to balance things a little, and with them needing not only – they need to make a big PR move because, you know, the things that the team has been doing in general with all the trades and even going back before that, um, you know, not really doing anything to supplement those core players prior to being traded. They could really use some fan service. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you, if you track all the, the hubbub and everything else they've been doing, season ticket sales have, have not been nearly where they want them to be. There are some things that they probably need to do from a fan service standpoint. But I, but I really do believe, you know, if they were to go after Rizzo, if they were able to get him on, on kind of a two-year type of a deal, two or three, and uh, maybe go with a little higher AAV, uh, average annual value for those who are not familiar with it, and bring him back in there, I, I think that's helpful. He could help the team. But at the same time, if I'm Anthony Rizzo and that's the only kind of a deal I'm really able to secure, I'm probably looking to do that with a team that's going to be able to compete immediately. I, I don't come back without the assurances that that, that club is going to build some other players around me or, or, you know, that I'm going to be one of the players who's being added in addition to a superstar. So if I'm him, I'm probably looking to stick around with the Yankees, maybe head down to Miami, you know, stay in the warm weather, be close to home to finish out my career if that's the deal. So uh, it's a neat kind of a feel-good story, and I think it could help him, but I don't know that it's really that realistic. Evan, we appreciate your time. Thank you for answering the phone in between baskets, and uh, we'll look forward to actually talking more baseball next time we talk with you. I, I appreciate it. I'm. Uh, I hope. I hope Grody's getting plenty of rest after all those overnights. You know, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm pleased that I didn't have to deal with him this time around, though. So, all right. Well, we'll save that. Better. We'll save that for you. Seven oh eight. Texture says, "If Grody didn't work last night, why isn't he here?" We don't know. We don't know. We're, Dave the cat must be holding him hostage. Is all I can figure. So <laughs> thanks, Evan. We appreciate it. All right. It. Take care, guys. All right. That's Evan Altman, Cubs insider. And um, 
I don't know. We have a, I don't know where the whole, where Grody is. He's, Dave the Cat has not sent out a list of demands. We don't have a hostage negotiator talking to the cat. So we'll see how that goes. We, um, but we were talking last, the last segment about the, the, what Mark heard, what Mark read. He got text hating on him, even though he hasn't been on the air for a day or two. And we had a 260 texter. I confess, I have texted the score in response to an archived show I was listening to on Rewind. Middle of the night, holidays, shouting into the void, W and B style. <laughs> well, the Wake and Bake Club appreciates your confession. We welcome that. And you get your halftime show tomorrow with Snoop Dogg. In the meantime, the uh, as the Super Bowl week rolls along... It's, um, I found reason to laugh and reason to cry. So I'll share that with you when we come back. I'm Steve Rosenblum on Saturday Suckage, the Missing Mark Grody Foundation. See, did it right there. <laughs> I can't stop saying that. Now the question is, are you, did you do that on purpose or I, not? It's No, it's an earworm, whatever it is. I can't stop doing that. And he's Trash Panda. It's just part of Suckage, I guess, and I'm not even... Not even steering it that way. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That team sure did suck last night. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. That's what Saturday Suckage is all about. And as uh, me and Trash Panda argued, went back and forth earlier, here's another reason to root for Cincinnati. Which is not a reason they're going to win, but Drew for Cincinnati. Some schools in Cincinnati have already announced they will take Monday, February 14th off. Kids get tomorrow off for a Super Bowl hangover day. Man, that needs to be a thing all over the place. It is. It should be a national holiday. Yeah, I agree. And especially, especially if your team is in the game. That should be well, that's why a guaranteed day off the next right. day. It is. That's another reason it's civic pride. Should. I remember having to go to school the day after the Bears lost the Super Bowl. It was miserable, especially because there was a Colts fan in my first hour class. Minus 20 degrees. No wonder. <laughs> Nobody wanted to, go, you want to go outside for that. There was a, oh, that Super Bowl. Okay. No, yeah, the 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 one they lost, yeah, not the good the, one. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I, I remember that. I wasn't alive when they won. That's yeah. right. I was in the missing Mark Rody Foundation, so I'm really screwed up about that whole thing. Seven seven nine. If you think I'm screwed up, if I can't separate foundation from formation, a seven seven nine texture. I think Mark Brody, B R O D Y, is doing a good job on overnights. By the way, seven seven nine and eight one five are the same area code. Well, by that, definition, that they are not. explains a lot. <laughs> and yeah, by definition, <laughs> exactly right, Trash Panda. They are not. That is why they are separate area codes. With different numbers. Yes. Yes, maybe at one point it was all one, just like most of Chicago was all 312 at one point, and now it is not. It is not, which means it's not. All right, so... At top of the hour, we will talk with Danny Parkins. He will have a playoff preview show at 11 o'clock on this here very station. Parkins and Spiegel show, 2 to 6, Monday through Friday. Uh, in the afternoon show is a uh, dynamic, dynamic. It's laughs and sports and all kinds of good stuff. And Danny will be here. We'll talk some betting with him 
um, prop bets and what actual real bets and stuff like that. We'll talk Super Bowl. But this week, Andrew Whitworth, a Rams offensive lineman, used to be a Bengals offensive lineman. He has been in both cities, and he has he was the winner of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And, you know, certainly means something here. Certainly means something when Walter Payton's name is attached to it. And Andrew Whitworth was... You know, you get it for your work in the community, your, your, the way you embrace the community, the way the community embraces you. And here's a guy on both sides of this Super Bowl. He once played for Cincinnati. He now plays for the Rams. This will be his last game Sunday. He was Walter Payton Man of the Year. And in the course of accepting this award, he offered this, and I got teared up. Maybe you will, too. But one experience brought it all together for me this year, and it happened to me on a football field. In our game against the Detroit Lions, I had a young player from the Lions run up to me as soon as the final horn went off. And I saw him sprinting over and I didn't know what was going on. Like we'd known each other forever. I couldn't place him. It made me so nervous. Had I actually played long enough that like a coach's son or player's son is playing against me? (laughs) He stopped that. He said, hey man, you're not going to remember me. I'm Derek Barnes. You spent time with me when you were a young player in Cincinnati at the Boys and Girls Club, and it meant the world to me. You used to sit with me and talk to me about life, and I was just a little kid. I want you to know how much it meant to me. I said, man. He goes, you know what? The main thing I wanted to say, Wit, I made it. I made it to the NFL, Big Wit. Wow. Andrew Whitworth, your winner of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, and deservedly so. I That was tremendous. I just love that speech. I loved hearing him say that. So uh, we may leap from that to what a touching thing that was to you can never, I think, can, can I get a show of hands on this? Okay. Is there... Is there ever a bad time to bring up the trolling of Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes? No. Okay. That's that's uh I can speak for the rest of the audience on this one. So they're shooting they're they're, they're playing the whatever the Phoenix Open is, the the dumpster fire open, whatever whatever the the trash collection thing, the golf tournament, the PGA golf waste management. That too. And do you know what that's known for? What that particular golf tournament is known for, Trash Panda? The fact that the crowd actually goes crazy the whole time and well, isn't dead, dead silent? 16th hole. Yes. It's yes. stadium, and it's it's basically golf's kegger. That's what it is. There's much vomit involved. Like the real-life Happy Gilmore. There, There is a... Yes. Right. So... In order to get the run for those seats, people line up at 3 in the morning. Uh, Not worth it. For a gates that open at 6. Not worth it. The first golfers would not get there until 11. Not worth it. (laughs) There were already people passed out. So at the Phoenix Open, or the, the dumpster fire open, the 16th hole, the notorious 16th hole, this picture was taken and sent out on Twitter. It is a sign written on a blank seat, and it says, this 16th hole seat 
reserved for Brittany Matthews. And right next to it is another sign, a white grease board. This 16th hole seat reserved for Jackson Mahomes. That's amazing. Well, they're not doing anything, so. (laughs) Troll them. This should be a weekly bit. The weekly trolling of Brittany Matthews and Jackson Mahomes. All right, we'll take a break. We will talk with Danny Parkins of the Parkins and Spiegel Show. Parkins has a two-hour playoff preview as part of our Super Bowl coverage tomorrow on The Score. And there are some prop bets out there that we'll let Danny break down because this is this is just what he does. It's right up his alley. We're happy to have him. I'm Steve Rosenblum. We're in the Missing Mark Rohde formation. Hey, got it right! And there's Trash Bandish. Saturday Suckage. That's right. That's right. I just want to let everybody know to you don't have to call the gazpacho police on me because I got it right. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.